Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. My name is Kim Hutchins, and at 412, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. We want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and get equipped with us. 412 Canada is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Canada. Hey, we're going to have a great conversation today with Brooke Nichols. She's a Canadian worship leader and songwriter. And today we talked about how to lead from a place of love and how small things can have a lasting impact in encouraging those that you're serving with. All that and more on today's episode. Welcome to the 412 Canada podcast. Do you serve or lead volunteers in the local church? Are there days when you feel less than equipped to make the kind of impact that you want to make in your role or in your organization? Through this podcast, we're equipping the church for greater influence through serving. Thanks for joining us. Well, we are super excited today on the 412 podcast to have Brooke Nichols with us. She is a Canadian worship leader and songwriter. She works at Sanctus and she was also nominated for a Juno. And this is super exciting. Brooke, welcome to 412 Canada podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. I was so glad I could meet you back in December and we could chat. You did an amazing night of worship here at the church at oh. Faith and uh, yeah, Thanks so much. It's so impactful. We love what you do. <laughs> yeah, that was a special night. I, I, um, yeah, I really loved being with you guys that night. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Hey, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life, what you're doing, what different projects you're working on? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's so many right now. It's so amazing. <laughs> so, like you said, I I uh, I work at Sanctus as a worship leader there, um, and then my husband and I travel. Um, and and you know travel across Canada and do different conferences and nights of worship and uh, workshops and uh, yeah all that great stuff. So spring is fast approaching and I have some nights of worship across Ontario planned that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the Juno Awards coming up next month. Um, yeah, and then we're prepping for some uh, American festivals that are that are coming up too. Oh my gosh, that's so busy. Yeah. And, yeah. And just for those listening, you were part of one conference this past January, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of actually an unexpected um, thing. I don't know if you heard, but um, mm-hmm. so Amanda Cook was supposed to come and do a night of worship and she was, uh, she just got sick oh, man. and she had to call like a couple days before the event and say like, oh, like I'm in the hospital, I can't make it. Oh man. And um, so Steve and I just happened to be in Edmonton. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, we were there uh, leading um, a retreat that weekend. Uh, sorry, the weekend before. And so mm-hmm. we stayed. And so they called us and they said, like, oh, my word, like, this has happened. Uh, can you help us? Can you step in? And so, um, yeah, between myself and a couple other, like, local worship leaders from across uh, Canada, uh, we all kind of just kind of put our heads together and uh, threw a night of worship. It was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What an experience. Yeah. It was quite, quite amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it just felt so special because like all these local uh, church worship leaders from like Alberta, BC, Ontario kind of all came together to like, to lead the Canadian church, you know, oh, and I yeah. kind of feel like who better to lead the Canadian church than like, like 
the people who are in the Canadian church, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just felt really special. Yeah, that's amazing. I love how God works. Mm-hmm. Um, can you also tell us a little bit too about your role at Sanctus and your worship leader there and how does that work? Yeah, so I've been at Sanctus for about five years now. And when I uh, joined, it was called C4 right. and we had one site. And since uh, since coming, uh, we've changed our name to Sanctus, and now we have uh, we're multi-site. And we have four sites on the go. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really grown. It's been really cool to see what God's been doing. Um, it's been incredible to be a part of. To be honest with you, you know, before I came to Sanctus, I was serving at a church of sixty people. So, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's quite. It was quite the change, and uh, in a really cool way. And so. Yeah, so I'm a worship leader, um, and so I lead there about twice a month. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, we have four sites, and so I actually travel around to the different sites um, with different teams. And uh, yeah, I I love it. Like I I really get a, a chance to see how all the sites run how they differ from uh, one to the other. And I get to know, you know, all the people. So it's really, mm-hmm. it's really cool. And how do you find that? So if you're working with different teams um, to get to know them, is there anything that you guys like to do to get to know each other or to encourage one another? Yeah. Well, for a, as a team, uh, you know, we have a, a worship team and creative um, uh, like, um, like group, I, I guess. Um, yeah. And so, uh, we get to know, although the team is really big, you know, let's just say we have 75 uh, t- people on our team, like mm-hmm. as a whole. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time getting to know each player, as a worship leader, getting to know each player, getting to know each backup singer uh, from every site. Because what we'll oh, do wow. is we'll gather as like a, a team, uh, a whole team. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to do that every now and then just to kind of, yeah, get, and as the team is growing, right, new people are joining. So, mm-hmm. uh, always trying to uh, just get to know one another, and and yeah, because like the odd time it will happen where I've scheduled, a, uh, you know, um, let's just say a new guitar player, and I'm like, wow, this person just joined the team, and I've never even really met oh. him yet. <laughs> and so it's really cool. Um, it's really cool, but I I also really like love to know. Yeah, just to know my people. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how did you ever get started with volunteering or even working at the church like way back? Where where did that start? How did that where come did that about? <laughs> okay, well, I, you know, honestly, it's hard for me to remember because I have been a part of church since I was like a young teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I think back to that far back, I, I, I can't remember, but... Um, it started, yeah, it's, I started in my home church in, in Chatham, Ontario, mm-hmm. and then I moved uh, to Hamilton and started serving at a church in Burlington, and then from there, I uh, started at Sanctus. Wow. Yeah. Kind of worked your way through across, right? Yeah. Yeah. I started <laughs> in the West, and yeah. now I'm in the East. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Has there been ever a time that when you're serving that sticks out that like, hey, this was really difficult and uh, and hard to keep going? Like, is there a time that you found that and you found something that motivated you? Well, yeah. I mean, I think back to uh, 
um, somewhere in the middle, you know, I'd say mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 20 years, somewhere in the middle, you know, there was a time where I was doing it kind of like, it felt like I was doing it by myself. I didn't really have much leadership over me um, mm -hmm. or like walking alongside of me and I felt lonely, I felt isolated, I began to feel insecure, I would question my gifts and my talents and my efforts and, you know, yeah. uh, and, and I remember you know, when you get into that space, which is actually sadly easy to do when mm -hmm. you're a part of a really small thing because it there's is, less yeah. there's less people, right? Yeah. And we're all trying to play a role, but you know, I've learned that we are better together. And it and, and you can be in a small church, you can be in a big church, but as long as you have somebody uh like walking alongside you in that because there's going to be tough days. There's going to mm -hmm. be hard days. There's going to be insecure moments. There's going to be times where you question, <laughs> yeah. you really question <laughs> what you have to offer. Um, and I can remember uh, walking through and feeling those feelings, all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I can remember, um, oh man, this would have been, oh, I'm going to age myself, but this would have been, <laughs> uh, yeah, this just would have been so many years ago. <laughs> I remember feeling like this, and I remember a woman from the church uh, wrote me a letter, oh. and I didn't really know this woman. Uh, she didn't know what I was feeling. She didn't know anything. She just like was obedient to. She felt like she needed to like write me a letter and say these things. And so, uh -huh. in this letter, she just encouraged me. She just said like, "You're doing an amazing job. Like you are anointed. Um, you know, God sees you. He sees what you're." what you're doing and the work you're putting in. And I can just remember uh, in that moment of feeling so alone and isolated to not feeling alone anymore. Yeah. And just remembering the importance um, of encouragement and the importance of obedience uh, and listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow. That is so impactful, right? Like you don't know how much your words are going to mean to somebody. That's just it. Right. And like what we think is little, like, Oh, mm -hmm. like I'm going to go encourage that guy. He played, <laughs> you know, he played amazing today. He really led me in worship on his guitar. And you think it's such a small thing, but like, actually, if you went up and told that guy, you've no idea what he's dealing with or what mm -hmm. he's feeling. And like, truthfully, like it could be a total game changer for that person. Yeah. So oh what, what we think could be small or is small is actually really significant and matters. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. I think that's such an encouraging thing to remind us, right? Mm -hmm. That we do need to step up and do those things that we think are little, but they are huge. They're huge. Yeah. yeah. They're huge. Oh my goodness. If I even think back to that time, like what if like I was pushed to a point where I just had given up? I was like, well, this isn't yeah. for me anymore. I feel too discouraged, you know? And a simple letter from a woman that I barely even knew just like pulled me up from like, <laughs> you know, the pit <laughs> and like kind of gave me that like, yeah, just gave me uh, the desire to keep going. And so, yeah, I hope that's an encouragement to somebody today listening to whatever it is, whether you know the person or not. Like if you feel the Lord's asking you to say something or, or if some people just have the gift of encouragement, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just comes so natural to them. And so... Yeah, I just say like, keep going, keep doing that. Hey, so can you tell us, um, in light of encouragement and everything that you're talking about um, and different uh, training events that you've been to that you have found been encouraging or built you up um, that either you've been involved with or um, ones that you would just recommend? Yeah, I one that really sticks out to me, and I know this isn't um, 
feasible for everybody, but I recently just went to a Bethel conference in Texas. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, I mean, that for me was just like a a way, uh, I wanted to just go and worship and take in uh, what, you know, they had to offer and and learn from them as like a worship leader. And so um, I think any time you can be a part of uh, something like that. I mean, yeah, that's an extreme example, but there's so many um, different conferences in Ontario. There um, are, yeah. Yeah, that you can attend and be a part of different workshops. I'm always reminded that input equals output. Oh, that's so, a good thought. Yeah, and I, I just remember, like, uh, you know, when I wanted to be a singer, when I was, uh, you know, in my early teenager, uh, teen years, you know, I took singing lessons. Mm-hmm. And I took them for many, many, many years. Because um, I think like when you want to become better at something, when you want to know more about something, um, you put in the work or the effort to know about that thing, right? Mm-hmm. So so if you want to, so, so for example, I love to lead worship and I'm always trying to learn how to be better and, uh, you know, how to uh, lead the best way I can. And so... Uh, there's a book. What's what's a what's that last book? Oh, the air I breathe. It's by okay. Louis Giglio, and it's um, it's it's worship is a way of life, and yeah. So I think like if you want to become better at something, whether that's like an instrument or leading or singing, like I said, or preaching or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, find the thing find the workshop or the conference in your area that you can go and learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've learned is like, sometimes I'll go to workshops and I'll think, oh, like I, I kind of knew most of that already. Yeah. But man, was it ever good to just rehear it? It is sometimes, right? We just really need a fresh perspective and a reminder of why we're doing what we're doing or the direction that we're heading. That's right. And like, it's okay that you like knew that thing already because like you just said, like a fresh reminder, um, is never a bad thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and like best case scenario, you walk away and you're like, oh my word, I learned so much. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's amazing. It is. It's so good. And even um, with your involvement with one conference or any of the other, like there's a worship project and different ones that you've been involved in here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about those and uh, and just how they encourage people? Yeah, I think like, when I, for example, when I was at one conference this year, there was like amazing speakers, you know, John mm-hmm. Mark Comer was one that really stuck out to me. Um, uh, Tim Hughes was one of the worship leaders. And so just being able to sit under their authority, under their leadership mm-hmm. um, was really encouraging for me because they're in a church, uh, they're in different places of the world, uh, whether that's still in Canada or that's, you know, Tim Hughes is in England, John Mark Comer's in the U S. Nice. Um, and they're just in different places of the world and they can give new and fresh perspective. And yeah, I just remember being at one conference and just feeling so encouraged. So like, uh, I had like joy renewed mm-hmm. from sitting uh, in those classes. Again, some of the things I knew already and some of them were brand new for me. But being able to take what I have learned in those uh, moments, those weekends, mm-hmm. and bring them back to my church, Sanctus, and bring them uh, back to my volunteers, like there's so much value in that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's amazing. I love that. We need that fresh breath repeatedly, mm-hmm. I find. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> repeatedly. It's so true. 
And can you also tell us about a few things that you've learned uh, along the way, whether it was from, you know, you did it wrong and then you learned to do it the right way or just some different instances um, in your variety of careers? You've got songwriting and singing and so many things under your belt. Yeah, I think uh, one thing I've learned along the way is to lead from a place of love. Mm. Um, I, I'm reminded that... Uh, the people that we're dealing with, like the volunteers we're working with uh, and playing with and serving with, like they're all humans with hearts mm-hmm. like us, like me. And a relationship uh, always trumps numbers. Oh, and I good. think it's so easy um, to, to focus so much on the numbers that we forget about the people. Um, and if we don't have the people, then like, we're not going to have the numbers anyways. That's right. <laughs> and so just leading from a place of love and having grace, like people are mm. coming in, uh, and they're operating at all different levels. Some are operating at a very high level and some are brand new beginners, mm-hmm. but it's all for the kingdom. Yeah. And so just be gracious. Like as you walk alongside people, just remembering that like, you know, they, they're humans just like us. And so we're going to make mistakes. And, and I think that's one thing I've learned along the way is like, I think expectations can be really good, Mm -hmm. but they can also be, um, uh, they can also be bad at times because when we put too high of expectations on people, um, without considering the level that they're at, it can cripple them. Oh, that's so true. And that's not what we want to do as leaders, right? We want to empower people and like love on them and like Mm -hmm. let them know that like we see them and we hear them and we're there for them. And like when volunteers and people know that their leaders like are like love them Mm -hmm. and are walking with them, like that empowers them to become a better version of themselves as well, I believe. That's awesome. So yeah, 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 lots of lots of lessons along the way I've learned, but I think that seems to be one of the most valuable ones that has really stuck with me. And how do you find though as a leader is the best way to show love to your volunteers? Well, okay. I'm like <laughs> such a little like lovey-dovey. I love to love. So this is an easy one for me. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean so, so as a worship leader, I mean, I have my own band that I travel with. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm uh, doing events or, or whatever, it's nights of worship, um, I play with one specific band. But then I also have my week-to-week different team band that yeah. um, I'm at the different sites with. So there's a lot of people in that mix. Mm-hmm. And I recognize the higher, uh, the bigger the church is, um, sometimes that doesn't, it's not, um, it's not as easy just to go around, right. And, and connect right. with everyone or just, Oh, that I can hug everybody. And that would be great. Right. That's right. not always going to work. That's right. But, <laughs> um, and I have learned that, but I've also learned that that's not an excuse either. So mm, that's good. Yeah. Cause I used to be like, Oh, there's too many people. Like I'm feeling tired. And mm-hmm. I felt like the Lord really convict me on that. And say like, but like what I'm asking you comes easy for you specifically at the Mm -hmm. gift of mercy. And like, and I'm going to equip you to do that. So it could just be like, honestly, a simple text. Hey, Chloe, how's your week going? I'm praying for you today. You know, praying for Chloe for for 15 seconds, 20 seconds, one minute in my day is not going to kill me. Right. (laughs) But it's going to mean the world to Chloe, you know? Yeah. And so just like 
Yeah, just encouraging um, the people in your circle, the people in your that you're leading, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's like like I said, a quick uh, text. Um, a quick email, a quick Facebook message. Mm-hmm. I always offer uh, my teams the weeks that I'm playing with them. I always send them an email and say, like, please let me know how Steve and I can pray for you this week. Um, and because the truth is, is like, I mean, we're all facing so many crazy things yeah. uh, week to week, day to day. Yeah. And so when we gather as a team, uh, I have 10 people on my team, let's say, we're all walking in with so many things. Yeah. And so just to know that like you've had your leader kind of like standing with you that week and praying, praying for that job interview or Mm -hmm. that exam or, you know, the, the, you know, things going on with your children that week. I think that that, uh, really goes a long way. Yeah. I think them knowing that you see them as more than just, just the person who's playing on Sunday, right? You're investing in the rest of their lives. Yeah. That's right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wonder too, I know you had mentioned about that book by Louis Giglio. Yeah. Um, the air I breathe, and we'll put a link to that in our show notes, but are there any other resources, uh, whether it be a podcast or a book or anything really that you would recommend to those that are listening? Yeah. One a book that really, um, impacted me a couple of years ago was a book by Zach Neese and it's called how to worship a King. And I did it with, um, uh, the worship leaders at the church. We did it as like a devotional kind of study together. Um, yeah. And it was just so, uh, it was so eye opening, and I think it really changed the way a lot of us approached our leading. Mm-hmm. And so I won't give too much of the book away, but I would, <laughs> I would totally recommend, um, yeah, for anybody in any worship department to take this book and to read it. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's just incredible. Um, and I go back to the whole input equals output thing. Mm-hmm. I, um, yeah, I listen to podcasts, um, you know, read books. I mean, what are the podcasts that I'm listening to right now? I know Carrie Newhoff has a great podcast that I've been listening to a lot of, um, mm-hmm. a high impact leader. Yeah. I do love that one. Yeah. He's just, he's so wise, you know, and yeah. he, he teaches a lot on like how to not burn out, how <laughs> yes. to, how to love well, how to do your job well. And very um, practical, right. And things that we're yeah. all dealing with, which I absolutely love. Very practical. Um, I listen to Worship Together. Okay. Um, you know, there's often tips uh, on new songs that the church is singing globally. Um, uh, you know, usually sometimes it talks to worship team players and members and just uh, encourages them at, at the very beginning of the podcast. And then, oh. of course, they always have guests on, like, you know, Carrie Job or, oh, nice. uh, you know, somebody from Bethel, like it's, or, or like a writer. Yeah. Um, and so it's always very encouraging for me anyways to listen to. And another one is the Hillsong Creative Podcast. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I love hearing and learning from uh, those writers and worship leaders and just like those those churches. They just so much wisdom and, you know, they've really paved the way. And so mm-hmm. there's always so much to learn. Yeah, that's fantastic. We'll definitely put a link for all of those on our show notes so people can check them out because you never know which one's going to speak to them and encourage them, right? That's right. What are some practical ways that those listening could be that you could encourage them if they're serving, whether in a worship environment or just as a volunteer at the church in general, um, because our audience is quite a variety. Um, But yeah, in the local church, what's something that you would love to say to them? 
Yeah, I mean, if you are serving at your church, whether that's like a greeter or a worship player or whatever, you're handing out bulletins, like, Mm -hmm. oh, it all matters so much. And like, you're playing a part in the kingdom and the same, you know, like they say the, 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 the arm uh, needs the hand, the, the, the leg needs the foot to walk. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, we're all, you're all playing a part and you're so valuable and one is not better than the other. And so just to be reminded that like, your church needs you. Um, it's mm. easy. Um, it's easy to fall tired and to feel um, exhausted sometimes. Mm-hmm. But there's this verse in the Bible that always I am always reminded of. Um, um, let me just look it up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I want to say it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I hope that this is an encouragement to somebody serving in their local church. It says, "Let us not become weary of doing good, mm. for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up." And I think, like I said, it's easy to grow tired. It's easy to grow weary and exhausted, and maybe even sometimes to feel frustrated. But just reminding yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. Um, somebody walking through the church doors for the first time, like, like you might be the first face and the only face they remember through their Mm -hmm. entire experience at church. And when they wake up the next week, they're going to remember that face. Wow. I felt so like loved in that moment. Mm -hmm. And like, who knows the transformation or like the salvation that can come from that one moment. Right. Yeah. So just like, do not grow tired of doing good. Um, the Lord sees us and he sees the work that you're doing. Um, and it's good work. It's good kingdom work. Yeah. That's awesome. That was so encouraging, Brooke. Thank you for that. Um, and then also on another note, like for those that are leading volunteers, right? What is some mm-hmm. practical ways that they can encourage those, um, regardless of if it's worship or any other area? Um, what's something you'd want to say to them? Well, I would just say like, don't, um, don't forget to, to encourage your people. You know, the person that woke up at 5.30 to brew the coffee Mm -hmm. and get the coffee ready for the congregation or even for the worship team, like, wow, that's a huge deal that you would give up your Sunday morning like that Mm -hmm. uh, to come and serve and, like, how valuable and important are you? And so I would just say, like, don't, yeah, don't forget to encourage them. Give positive affirmation um, however you can. If you see something that someone's doing, call it out. Yeah. because yeah, again, it goes back to that time where you know I, I felt isolated and wanted wanted to give up and like nobody saw me. Mm-hmm. But that letter, that letter changed it all. I felt seen. I felt like God cared about me. Oh, and yeah. so yeah, just I would just say like encouragement and positive affirmation just mm-hmm. can like make a world of a difference. Yeah, that is so true. And I just, I think that'll be so encouraging for those that are listening and and a great reminder. We need to know and remember to keep doing those things, right? Mm -hmm. Don't give up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Brooke, I'm so glad that we were able to chat today. Um, It's been amazing to hear what God is doing in your life and how he's brought you along. And, uh, and I think that all of our volunteers are going to really benefit from what you had to say and just to be encouraged to keep serving and, and uh, keep going in their local church and doing the things that God's asked them to do. Yeah. Amen. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
For our listeners, we want to help you stay connected with all that is happening around 412 Canada, including this podcast and our upcoming conference in May of 2021. The best way to stay connected is to sign up for our emails at 412.ca, that's F-O-U-R 12.ca. And when you do that, we're going to send you the audio from our conference last spring for free. You can check out our show notes for what we talked about today with Brooke, and we will include the best ways that you can stay connected with her. Please like and share us on social media with your friends, and we look forward to next time on the 412 Canada podcast. Thanks for listening to the 412 Canada podcast. We hope this episode has equipped you for greater influence through serving. Remember to subscribe to our podcast and consider leaving a review on the app you use. The 412 Canada podcast is a ministry of Faith Baptist Church in Huntsville, Canada. Explore everything 412 Canada at 412.ca. Thanks again for spending time with us. See you next time.